So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day, and you should be super proud of yourself for just taking 10, 15 minutes out of your day to invest in your recovery, to invest in your integrity, and to invest in your masculinity. Uh, Kudos to you. Well done. I'm super glad you're here, and I promise to make our time together worth your while. Now, we're in the middle of a two-part series about memory. And if you haven't watched or listened to yesterday's episode, I highly, highly recommend you go back because otherwise today's episode is going to scratch the surface. Um, But if you get the context of yesterday, you could actually go super deep on the content we're going to go into today because we're talking about a very, very important aspect of recovery. And actually, we're talking about a really vital part of memory as well. So let me just give a quick recap of yesterday's episode. It's going to help set the stage a little bit, and then we'll jump right in, okay? So the first thing that we talked about is how memory is one of the intangibles of recovery. There's many. There's some fundamentals like uh, cultivating self-awareness, healing of the heart, establishing your identity in Christ, and then there's intangibles. And memory is one of those things that if we understand it and we learn how to leverage it, we can actually further our recovery relatively quickly. Memory plays into several aspects of recovery. There is our memory of Uh, like there's muscle memory. That was the first layer, right? So this is where you have become so accustomed to watching porn a certain way that you don't even think about it. You just open up your laptop 11 o'clock at night and you just start typing. You're not even really paying attention to it. Memory, as in there's memories in your past that have contributed to your addiction, things that you may not even be aware of. For me, that was my relationship with my mom. That was some other dynamics that I dealt with as a kid growing up. And then the other layer of memory is more short-term where we uh, we step into recovery, but often we have very strong memories of our recent failures and our, the way that we frame those memories uh, prevents us from maybe stepping more into believing the truth about ourselves, stops us from really taking uh, the the reins of our recovery journey and actually making it fully to a place where we are no longer engaging with porn or other sexual misbehavior on a regular basis. And the whole premise of how we're understanding memory is two animals in the animal kingdom. The first is goldfish and the second being elephants. So that's where we're going to pick it up today. Um, We know that both of these animals have actually been well-researched in the conversation of memory. Elephants being really renowned for their fantastic memory and goldfish being more notorious for having very short memory. And again, the research has been a little bit misleading or the research headlines rather because there's pretty good evidence to show that goldfish have long memories as well. But our goal in recovery is to have both the memory of elephants and the memory of goldfish. But the the risk is that we misapply these and, and that we actually get them in reverse. And when you reverse them, what happens is memory no longer serves you, it hurts you. So the goal is that is that we want to regulate 
our use of memory and we want to ultimately leverage it so that it propels us further into our calling and into recovery instead of holding us back. Here's what I mean, okay? Ideally, the ideal is that as you embark on the recovery journey to eliminate porn and unwanted sexual behavior from your life, the goal is that we have elephant memories for our strengths, for the parts of our past that have contributed, and for times where we have succeeded. These are things we do not want to forget. They're the things that we want to be the most conscious of because this is what's ultimately going to propel us further. If I can remember that I've done it in the past, I will be able to replicate it or I'll at least be more inclined to do it again. When I work out, the, the workout app that I have right now tells me this is the, um, the weight and the number of sets that you did the last time you did this exercise. So it sets a bar and, and what, it, what it does is it, it motivates me. It means I'm not going to settle for anything lower than that because I know what I'm capable of. So elephant memory can be really useful. For, for somebody in recovery, for you, what that means is that you're going to be paying attention to the times where you did resist temptation, the times where you did have the longer streaks, the time where you did actually feel good about yourself and your self-worth. These are the things that you're going to make an effort to be more conscious of. Your brain doesn't do these things naturally. You must train it. You must be intentional. You have to actually make a conscious effort to do so. But in the process, incredible things happen. You become conscious of your greatness on a regular basis and you become more inclined to unveil more of that greatness in the days ahead. The other side of this ideal is that we have the memory of goldfish. As in, we are quick to forget our mistakes. We are um, maybe not not in an ignorant, careless kind of way, like, oh yeah, you know, I blew a bunch of money on this, but whatever, we're just gonna sweep it under the rug, water under the bridge, what happens at Vegas stays at Vegas, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, all these different like stupid sayings, right, that kind of um, cover up a, a short memory. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, yes, I had a relapse, and I'm, I'm not gonna forget it so to speak, but I'm not going to sit in this memory either because this was one day. Like for somebody who's watching weekly, I'm like, that. how amazing is that? Six out of seven days, you are choosing to not watch pornography. 86% of the time, you are, you are sorry, 86% of your days, you are going without pornography. Like in school, like you're an A student. So Again, we, we, we're not going to justify like the other 14% because you're doing so well. Obviously, we want that to be 100% of the time that you're not watching, but we want to just keep this in perspective and having a short memory helps us to do that. Now, in yesterday's episode, I said that I was going to use Steph Curry as an example to drive this point home. And he plays really well into this concept because uh, for those of you who don't know, Steph Curry is considered to be the greatest shooter of all time. I suppose it's debated a little bit still, which it, it often is when the players are active. But if you talk to any kind of expert in the sport, really, once he retires, it's just a matter of time before he is revered as the greatest shooter of all time. He has already broken all of the major records for uh, shooting in the NBA and he's only, I don't know, 34 years old. He just won his fourth championship, his first finals MVP. He's been a regular season MVP at least twice that I can think of. And um, th this guy is just a legendary player, somebody that, that we'll be talking about for a very long time. And what has really defined Steph Curry more than anything else 
is not necessarily just his accuracy. Um, it's not just the number of shots that he hits. It's the way that he makes his shots. So in the NBA, um, you know, for those of you guys who don't follow basketball, I promise this will be attainable um, or, or palpable. So, so just stay with me. The NBA has a three-point line. And the regulation three-point line in the NBA is it's 23 feet from uh, to the basket. So if you were to put your toes right in front of the line, just before they're touching it, you take a shot, you've roughly shot the ball about a distance of 23 feet. And of course, the the human mind would tell you that the closer you get to the line, the better, right? You're going to optimize your chances for making the shot because you're as close as you possibly can be. And Steph Curry was the first player who basically decided, well, forget that. I'm just going to shoot the ball from wherever I'm open. And so he would start to take shots from 25 feet out, 28 feet, 30, 33 feet. And, you know, players who used to shoot from there would, the only time you would see that would be like uh, the, the end of halftime, right? Or the end of the first half. And they're just throwing up a shot before the buzzer goes off, kind of, that kind of thing. So in other words, they're not squaring up and going through the proper form. They're just kind of heaving the ball up and hoping that they make this incredible shot. And Steph Curry started to dial in from, you know, 30 feet away from the basket, but in his proper form. And this was something he obviously practiced a long time, and he would start to hit these shots, and, and it garnered a lot of attention. Defenders didn't really know how to respond to it because they just weren't weren't accustomed to having to be that far away from the basket to defend somebody, and it just created all kinds of problems. And this guy really, I mean, he made a name for himself doing it. But the interesting thing is when you are willing to take those longer, lower percentage shots on a more regular basis, you actually look bad a majority of the time. Now, he hits those shots at a pretty unnatural pace, but it's still not that high. He's missing more than he's making. And this is, again, the greatest shooter of all time, right? He's still missing more than he's making. And when he misses, it looks bad. Like it, it looks like a waste of a possession. Like why, why would all five guys dribble down, uh, like run down the court so that you could walk up to like 30 feet from the basket and just heave up a stupid shot and miss? It looks bad, but he's hit enough that like he's earned the respect of his coaches and he just, he just does it right. And like people don't ask questions, but of course the, the question comes up, like if this guy's missing all of these bad shots, why would he go back and continue to take them? right? Because of course we can all like kind of justify somebody venturing out and taking one bad shot and you know, you miss a bad shot. Hey, just next time you're up, like just go back to your spots, like go back to the high percentage areas. But Steph Curry doesn't do that, right? Like if you ever watch him play, sure, he misses a bad shot and he walks up the next time and he'll take the exact same shot again. And it it's like, it's almost infuriating. Like there's clips in the earlier days when he was just starting to do this of the the coach, his coach, Steve Kerr, like pacing quickly up and down the sidelines, hands on his head, clipboard in his hands, and just like no, no clue what to do with what he's witnessing. Because the guy is so good, he's making these shots, and then sometimes he's missing them, but you almost can't argue it because when he misses, or when he makes it, it's so incredible. Hilarious dynamic. So anyway, Steph Curry has been interviewed many times about this. And um, he has said two things that I think are particularly salient for our conversation. Um, and so, you know, interviewers have more or less asked him something to this effect, like, hey, 
how is it that you're able to shoot with so much confidence even after you've missed a series of shots or a series of bad shots? And he said two things that are useful for our discussion today. The first is he said, I never let a bad shot linger. I never let a bad shot linger. So he doesn't say like, oh, I I forget about them. Um, He has said like, I try to forget about them as quickly as possible. But I like that language. I don't let them linger. In other words, I acknowledge I missed the shot. But I'm not going to let it impact or influence my next one. I'm not letting it linger. I acknowledge it. I'm done with it. I move on. Memory of a goldfish. And the second thing he said is, every time I shoot the ball, I am 100% confident it's going to go in. Every time I shoot the ball. See, if, if you have the memory of an elephant in this environment, then, then Steph Curry doesn't take any more shots from 30 feet out because he already missed a couple. And so the, the elephant memory says, dude, just go back to 23 feet and you know make your living shooting from there. But the memory of a goldfish says, nope, I'm going to try this again. And I'm actually pretty confident it's going to go down this time. And so what I want you guys to hear is monitor your memory. When you have relapses, when you have shortcomings, when you catch yourself double taking, when you catch yourself uh, maybe edging a little bit, starting to do those searches that you know you shouldn't be doing because they're going to lead to a dark place. When you catch yourself in these moments, be careful how you frame them because the memory of an elephant is actually going to leave you in a place that we like to call regret which is looking at your past without compassion. You're going to become hard on yourself. You're going to become cynical and you're going to reduce the bar for what you're actually capable of. The memory of a goldfish allows you to return back to your ideals as quickly as possible. And this is where you're going to be the most effective. You have it in you to be free of porn, period. No questions asked. Freedom is not for the select. It's not for the elite. It's not for the few. It is for everyone. Nobody has an excuse. And if anybody wants to get free, they can, period. That bar must stay. And the only way that bar stays is if you and I retain memories of a goldfish regarding our mistakes. We cannot afford to let them linger. We cannot afford to go up the next time with 85% confidence. Yeah, I relapsed yesterday. I hope I don't relapse today. No, no, no. You relapsed yesterday. It's a new day. His mercies are new every single day. So we're going in 100% confident that you're going to get clean, that this is going to be a clean day, and that that's history. That's a thing of the past. So guys, I want you to I want you to take these concepts and really internalize them. Ask yourself, what is it going to look like for you to have the memory of a goldfish concerning your recent mistakes and the memory of an elephant as you unpack your traumas and you begin to step into your identity? See, that's why these things go hand in hand, right? Like when you heal, the heart, when you recover from parts of your past that were previously traumatic or painful, you begin to find yourself in a new way. Why? Because your memory has been reshaped, reformed. The way you see yourself is different. It's more integrated. It's better rounded. And that's the goal. That's the goal. The elephant, the memory of an elephant and the memory of a goldfish, we want to use both concepts to our advantage so that when we are going through our day, we are the most conscious or as conscious as we possibly can be of what's actually going to move us forward into a place of recovery. So that's everything for today, guys. I want to thank you again for listening. If you haven't left a rating or review yet, please do so on your major platform. That's going to help us get the word out and reach more people just like you who deserve to get the help that they need so that they can live a life of confidence, integrity, 
and freedom. Thank you guys for listening. I wish you an incredible day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Thea again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.